There are several exits on this aircraft in the event of an emergency. At this time, please fasten your seatbelts as we are preparing for takeoff. And welcome aboard. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of It's Just a Talk podcast. This is episode 36. I'm your host, Mauricio, and It's Just a Talk is your Spanglish, political, queer, Latinx, shady podcast, where we talk a little tea, we talk a little truth, but you know, I always have time to talk some shit. Episode 36 is being brought to you by the Alphabet Mafia. If you don't know who the Alphabet Mafia is, baby, you have not been paying attention. Porque the Alphabet Mafia be canceling people left and right. And for those of you not know, the Alphabet Mafia is actually the LGBTQ plus community. Pero them queers have been, you know, canceling some people that needs to be canceled. So this is why episode 36, we shouting out the Alphabet Mafia, yo. Mm-hmm. Stand up, stand up. Como dice, um, what was it, was it? Was it L L Cool J? Ludacris? It was Ludacris. When you move, you move. Just like that. When I move, you move. Just like that. Come on, El- Alphabet Mafia. Do your thing. It Was it? Was that the right thing? Mira, yo no sé la canción, pero I'm ready to party. So if you're ready, I'm ready. So let's get this party started, y'all. All right, welcome to the next segment of the podcast that I like to call, like, the sands through the hourglass. So are the days of our vidas, baby. So things that have been happening since our last episode. So our last episode, we were like, all right, California started to open back up, kind of. And then COVID was like, psych, because California kind of started closing back up, I want to say. And a bunch of other states have also been doing so. Students have been going back to school. I'm going to talk more about that later. Pero Mass mandates came back in California. We were told you can go back inside. If you're vaccinated, you don't need a mask. Pero too many people that are not vaccinated were like, no mask? Cool. And then they started getting COVID. Hospitals have been like crazy. Entonces, we're kind of closing back up. Now you need like your vaccination to enter places. It hadn't happened to me in a while. And then last week, I went to grab d- drinks with my friend David. Y me preguntaron, like, ¿dónde está tu vaccination card? Y thankfully, I was able to download it on my on my Apple wallet. So I just pull it up. Y dice, cuando me puse la vacuna. Entonces, I was like, okay, mira. Oye, coño, me puse la vacuna ese día. Like, let me in. I just want a beer. <laughs> Pero, so, things are starting to close back up. Look, I'm going to rant about COVID in a couple segments in my, um, you know, spicy nuggets, uh, my boneless wings. There you go. In my boneless wings. I'm going to go ahead and, and rant about COVID. Pero ahorita, we just, we know, we just telling you que está pasando en el mundo. Another thing that happened that I'm very happy about is that y'all can officially call me Sadie, and it's going to be grammatically correct because the Meridian Webster Dictionary, you know, agregó 
a couple words um, to the dictionary, and Sadie being one of them. And it's gonna make y'all miss Sadie, girl. You educated, okay? <laughs> and then look, I don't know how this happened, but the Olympics happened. <laughs> People that know me know that I love the Olympics. I watch them every four years. I'm more about a, I'm more of a summer Olympics kind of girl, not tanto like a winter Olympics kind of girl. You know, I do love the the fast skating. Eso me, me encanta. Not the ice skating, not you no know, flips and stuff. Me gusta el fast one. You know, que tanto rápido y si se caen se parte la madre. I love that one. Love to watch that one. Pero <laughs> I always watch the Olympics, right? So I was like. I think it was last week or something. I literally was like, oh shit, the Olympics are happening. How did I miss this? <laughs> I was like, I didn't even watch the opening ceremony. And I think it's because the Olympics were supposed to happen in 2020. Y no pasaron. Entonces, in my head, I just pushed them out. Like, okay, no van a pasar, so bye. But apparently they happened. They came and went. So if y'all watch the Olympics, Tell a girl what happened. <laughs> um, and then another thing that happened recently is Ashton Kusher and Mila Kunis, you know, because they're married uh, or they're together. They have children together. Somehow they started like a showering debate. I was so like interested about this. In the last couple of weeks, well, a couple of weeks ago, um, they did an interview where they said that they don't shower their kids or shower themselves if, unless, like, they start stinking or, like, there's, like, se ensucian mucho. First of all, all I gotta say is, that's some white shit. That's the first thing I gotta say. What do you mean you don't shower as a capestan? Nah, girl, you shower every fucking day and you lotion up. But I can also take care of la... You know, so your skin don't break, you know, because you're, you're showering a lot. Pero sometimes I shower twice a day, okay? When I was in New York and in Philly, bitch, it was so fucking humid. I was showering twice a day. No fucking joke. En la mañana después de, like, my run or whatever. And then cuando llegaba en la tarde, I'm like, girl, I need another shower because I be so fucking sticky. So I don't understand how these people be saying that they don't shower unless they stink. Or que, you know, si miran mugre. So then other people started weighing in and I think it was a uh, Christian Bale and her husband said that they don't, they don't shower until they feel the stink. Um, and then other people started coming out like, no, I shower every day. Uh, the rock said he showers three times a day, which I was like, okay, un poco. Okay. Like te pasas, wait, te pasas. Pero how about y'all? Do y'all shower every day? I hope y'all shower every day. And if y'all don't shower every day, I hope y'all at least, at least, you know, changing your calzones every day because, you know, it gets grimy up in there, you know, especially if I go to the gym, I got a shower, you know, like, like, look, my, we used to joke around as kids, like, bye girl, te lava las nalgas. like, that was like a joke. And like, now I'm like, oh no, like they were serious. Like, like for real. Another person that try to wash themselves, uh, well, actually, the company that washed themselves with an actress was Disney and the Marvel Cinematic Universe is no longer welcoming Scarlett Johansson in any future projects. So here's the tea, okay? So 
And this is a rant that I'm that people are probably not going to agree with me, but it's a rant that needs to happen. So where do I start? So Scarlett Johansson did Black Widow, one of the very first Marvel Cinematic Universe movies with a, a female lead. She was promised a certain amount of money from theoretical release. Like if it was released in a theater, certain percentage of whatever was going to be released in the theater was going to be given to Scarlett Johansson. COVID happened and obviously no salió la película de Black Widow. Entonces... Disney had to release it on Disney Plus, and like people pay extra money to watch the new releases. Entonces, there's a lot of money that Scarlett Johansson didn't make from the Disney Plus. She only made money from like what was released on theaters. So, in a sense, Disney did break the contract porque el contrato decía que she was going to make all the money, like a certain percentage of like the movie release. But in that world, we never knew that like COVID was going to happen. We didn't know there was going to have to be a theoretical release. I mean, um, a streaming release. Entonces, there is money that Disney owes Scarlett Johansson. And now Disney is saying that Scarlett Johansson is not welcomed in any Disney films or any future MCU projects porque, like, you know, you don't bite the hand that feeds you. And they even put out a statement where they try to make her seem like she... Basically, they were coming for people's hearts. They're like, how dare she ask for more money when, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic? And all I got to say that to that is, how dare you do this to a, a, a female actress? If this was Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, one of the male actors in the MCU, you best believe this would not be happening. But because it's Scarlett Johansson, a female actress, this is why they're treating her this way. This is the misogyny and that message that they put out. You can read it in the whole message, like, hella misogynistic. And if you see who runs MCU, who runs Disney as a company, it's fucking white men. So of course, no le va a importar, you know, what the fuck Scarlett Johansson, you know, says or deje de decir. Yes, Scarlett Johansson has been very problematic in the past, but like, girl, just give her her fucking money. Like, bitch, like, y'all got money. Just give her her money. And another people that I'm going to, you know, go on another rant is going to be my question of the week. So I will see you in that rant because it's a good rant. All right. I'll see y'all there. All right. Welcome to our next segment of the podcast, our question of the week. This week, I really wanted to answer this question because as I've been talking to people on social media or just people that I know in general, they're like very confused as to why it's such a big deal. And so I really wanted to address it because I think if I don't address it via the pot, via here or anywhere else, it's just going to be something that people are not going to understand. And so the question of the week is why the baby's words are beyond hurtful to the LGBTQ plus community. So if you didn't know, at a concert in Florida, this rapper, the baby, who I'm like, why the fuck you calling yourself the baby? 
uh, look, <laughs> it's going to take everything I have in me to not just tear him to shreds. So in the concert, he basically got on the mic and was like, if you didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexually transmitted diseases, they'll make you die in two weeks and put your cell light up. Ladies, if your pussy smelt like water, put your cell phone light up. Fellas, if you ain't being gay, sucky dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone light up. Keep it real. <laughs> I only laugh because it's so... Like, I'm so mad about this, right? One, the misogyny of, like, Oh, your pussy got to smell like, smell like water. If not, I don't want your fucking pussy. That's one. Two, uh, this misinformation about HIV AIDS, you know, being a deadly disease and like people dying in two weeks, lies, right? And then it goes as far as saying if you ain't gay, you ain't sucking dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone light up. Look, all I got to say is that he had these thoughts for a reason, right? Like, he's thinking this for a reason. Like, you don't go on stage and say something that has not been in your in your mind already, right? This didn't come out of thin air. So he's obviously thinking about Bella sucking dick in the parking lot, which is very specific to me, which makes me believe that the baby be sucking dick in the parking lot. That's what I, makes me believe, okay? That's what I get from that. But... The misinformation that he spread about HIV AIDS and the way that he is trying to say that it's a deadly disease or he's trying to like equate that to like gay people have HIV AIDS is what's problematic here. And for anyone struggling to understand why the baby's comments about HIV AIDS had the impact that they did and why jokes about AIDS in general are not and will never be funny... Take this into account. What if we entered into a pandemic, let's say COVID-19, and the government did nothing? People are dying and the government did nothing. What if you watched as your loved ones became sick, blind, died, while the rest of the world just carry on like nothing was happening? What if this was happening right now? People are dying of COVID and like the government had never mentioned it. No one's talking about it. What if weekly funerals just became your main form of socializing, right? And what if the government did absolutely nothing about it because people being disproportionately affected were queer? Not all the people, but the majority of them were queer. This is what happened during the 1980s and the 1990s. And this is what the, the history of this country that is never taught. The government, the media, and the world watched as thousands of people died, mainly LGBTQ+, and people of color. And they did nothing. They said nothing because our lives, because their lives were not worth saving. That's why. Let me put it this way. It took the president at the time, Ronald Reagan, four years to publicly even say the word AIDS. What if for four years, 
The government never even said COVID-19. What if the news never said it, but people were just dying? By the time Ronald Reagan finally said the word AIDS in public during his presidency, 89,000 people had already died of AIDS in this country, just this country alone. And yet he still did nothing. If AIDS was mostly affecting straight white people, you can assure it would have been written about in every fucking history book. If AIDS was mostly affecting straight white people, you learning about in school, in, in, in not just, you know, via Instagram, via a, a podcast. Have you ever questioned why there isn't LGBTQ plus people that are like older? Because most of them are dead. The reason why there aren't many gay, bisexual men or LGBTQ people from the boomer generation is because they're not alive today. Because the consequence of the government ignoring HIV AIDS was that that wiped out the significant portion of a generation of queer people. Now think about it. What if the government, the media, would have acted the way that they acted about COVID-19 when HIV AIDS was brand new in the 80s? We would have a lot more LGBTQ parents, teachers, artists, scientists, writers, lovers, friends, if they would still be alive today. So no, it's not funny when somebody makes a joke about HIV AIDS because thousands and thousands of people died because of HIV AIDS. This is why it, his comments were, are not okay. And all these rappers and, and straight men trying to comfort the baby's AIDS, saying that he said nothing wrong and it wasn't hurtful, it wasn't meant to be hurtful, Baby girl, it was. The intention versus the result are two different ways. Like, there's been so many ways, there have been so many times where I don't mean to hurt somebody, but the fact is that if somebody gets hurt by my words, it's not about my intention. It's about what happened through my actions. And so I just want to put it out there that, yes, this is hurtful, this is not okay. It's never going to be funny. The baby needs to go somewhere. Like, he's done. Like, please cancel him. Like, I'm done with this man. But we also need to cancel white men when they do this too. Not just homophobic black men. We need to just cancel homophobic per people, period. And that's the answer of my question of the week. So I'll see you in the next segment, y'all. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Welcome to the next segment of the podcast, our POC or queer excellence of the episode, where we shout out people that are POC or queer and have done something to just be badass. We're going to talk about a lot about what happened in Tokyo, starting with Miss Sunny Lee, who became the very first Hmong American gymnast to ever win the all-around gold medal in 
any sport, actually. I believe she's the first Hmong American, period. She's actually from Minnesota. And she was the very first one to win it after Simone Biles won the gold medal last Olympics. Also, shout out to Allison Felix, who has officially become the most decorated track and field Olympian in history with 11 total medals, beating the last person who held the record with 10 medals. Now she has 11 medals. And I don't think we'll ever see another person like Allison Felix, at least not in our lifetime. As well as I want to shout out the 32 medals that were brought in in Tokyo by LGBTQ folks or athletes in the Olympics. Those 32 medals that were won, including some medals that were won by first-timers, like a first-time medal in the Philippines, as well as other countries like Brazil, the United States, of course. So shout out to them. I also want to shout out, since we're talking about the Olympics, really want to give a huge shout out to Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka, who really put their mental health in front of everything else. Like, they, as athletes, were like, nah, like, my mental health is more important than this fucking match or this this like Olympics. So I'm going to prioritize that. And I really hope that young people who look up to them are able to understand that your mental health is more important than anything at this point, even the Olympics, the biggest stage in the world. Not bigger than RuPaul's Drag Race, but I'm just saying. <laughs> and that's all I have for my POC or career excellence of the episode. We're going to go to the next segment today in the country. I'll see you there. Welcome to our next segment of the podcast, Today in the Country. We talk about shit that's happening in the country because there's a lot of shit going on here. Starting with this Delta variant. Apparently, there's a Delta Plus. So now they're coming out like iPhones. Is Am I going to get the Delta you know, 2S or SD or whatever it might be? Because the variants, you know, they growing, girl. <laughs> And it's starting to make the country look like it looked in December 2020. And I just don't understand what people don't understand. Like, I feel like I've talked to so many people about this. And I I feel like I don't know how to have this conversation with somebody who would rather believe someone on YouTube or someone that makes a post on Canva instead of believing scientists and doctors that have literally dedicated their whole life to science. Like, I, 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 I have no words anymore. Like, I don't get it. Like, don't you understand that, like, I'm not putting a mask on back because of me. I'm fine, girl. I have, uh, my vaccine prevents 75 to 85% of symptomatic infections. It, I have a 90% to 98% chance of not even going to the hospital. Like, instead of, like, knowing that I'm going to go to a hospital if I get COVID. Like, transmission between people that are 
vaccinated is like vastly low. And just to give you an example, one of my friends recently got COVID, hung out with a bunch of us before he tested positive, and we all tested negative because we're all vaccinated. So I'm like, I, I, I don't get it. Like, no entiendo. Like, háganme entender por qué la gente es tan pendeja. Like, no entiendo. <laughs> and I'm sorry if you're listening and you have your doubts about this vaccine. I would love to have a conversation with you. Like, I would 100% love to talk to you and understand where this is coming from. And I would truly love to know your sources. And your sources cannot be Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. If those are your sources, then baby mama, I am sorry to tell you, you have been lied to. That's all I got to say. Because now the herd immunity percentage of this country in order to quote-unquote eradicate COVID is moving farther and farther to what it should be. Because the variants keep... Ev- this is the thing. Variants happen when a disease or a bacteria understands its surroundings, Right? And I'm not a scientist, but this is how I understand it. And I might be wrong. And if I'm wrong, please call me out because I'm open to having conversations about when I'm wrong. So the reason why it's evolving is because we have not eradicated it or we have not reached herd immunity. If everybody would have been vaccinated and we would have reached herd immunity, COVID would have nowhere to go, right? It would it would not be able to be transmitted, so it would be nowhere to go. Because it's constantly being transmitted, the disease is learning how to become stronger, hence the different variants, because it's constantly evolving because there's so many people getting infected with it. The U.S. is at 50% full COVID vaccination, but scientists now believe that it's no longer going to take 65 to 70%. Now they believe it's going to be anywhere between 80 to 85% of people being vaccinated for us to reach herd immunity. And that's because people refuse to get a vaccine when in reality, we have been getting vaccines since we were fucking children. Like we all had vaccination cards when we went to school. I'm not alone here. I'm not crazy. I'm sorry. I'm just really frustrated about this. And as, as I'm sure a lot of us are. And so it just comes out in this way. <laughs> Another thing that I was very frustrated about was um, Governor Andrew Cuomo refusing to resign, even though multiple women had came out and said that he had sexually harassed them or sexually uh, accosted them. And so finally, he resigned a couple of days ago. But yet he tried to say that he's not a sexual predator. He's just Italian. Girl, what? No, <laughs> we don't buy it, girl. And another and another news, the Senate finally passed the human infrastructure bill, but Sh- Shaq Schumer, who is the majority leader, said that it's going to take more than just this. It, this is a two-plan 
way to be able to do this. Um, the Senate passed it, but now it needs to be passed in the House of Representatives. It's a 3.5 trillion budget, and this would be a crucial first step uh, to enacting President Joe Biden's domestic agenda when it comes to infrastructure. So a little bit more of what it is. So the 3.5 trillion blueprint to pave the way for the massive social safety net expansion was adopted by 5049 vote after more than 14 hours of debate um, about the amendments. Leaving the Capitol after the marathon or the both Orama is what a lot of people are saying. Majority leader Chuck Schumer said that it's been quite a night. Look, we still have ways to go, and we've taken a giant step forward towards transforming America. Under special rules for considering budget measures, the Senate was able to adopt the plan with a simple majority vote, circumventing a filibuster, advancing a blueprint for various committees to follow in writing their parts, of the funding legislatures. Senators voted 47 non-binding amendments during the process, adopting some sponsored by Republicans. Among them were an amendment offered by freshman Senator Tommy Torville and that would block federal funds for any jurisdictions that defund the police. Another by Senator Rick Scott would ensure tax money doesn't go to groups like Hamas which the United States considers a terrorist organization. An amendment by Senator Tom Carper called for a fund to address climate change. Because the budget measures are non-binding, lawmakers typically use them to pitch messaging proposals, which many then use in campaign ads during later election cycles. The Senate Budget Committee Chairman Bernie Sanders said Tuesday as debate proceeded on the Senate floor that many of his Republican colleagues were in a bit of a shock now. They are finding it hard to believe that the President and Democratic, the Democratic caucus are prepared to go forward in addressing the long neglected needs of working families and not just the 1% of wealthy campaign contributors. So what does this do? That's probably what you're asking. Basically, what this means is that this bill would um, expand caregiving, subsidize childcare, provide free community college, as well as it would make massive investments in areas like the environment, housing, education, and healthcare. This is just the budget. It needs to go back to the House. It needs to pass in the House, then come back to the Senate, and then actually have the budget be attached to the bill, and then the bill needs to go through the same thing. I know it's confusing. It was confusing to me. I literally had to read the process a couple of times for me to be like, wait, so this is just the budget, not the bill. The bill has to go back to the House and then come back to the Senate. I was like, okay, girl, just confuse me more than confuse the people more. Confuse the people more. How about that? <laughs> As if we weren't confused enough. But you know who's not confused? Me, because we're going to go on to our next segment, Hoy en el Mundo. I'll see you there. All right, 
right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the next segment, Hoy en el Mundo, where we talk about things that are happening in the world because, you know, we're not the center of the universe. I'm just saying that. We're going to go travel over to Africa where Algeria forest fires have killed at least 65 people and the fires continue to spread. So wildfires are tearing through the northern Ar Algeria have now killed 65 people, including 28 soldiers deployed to help fight the fires. The blazes in the mountainous Kabylau region are some of the worst in the country's history. Officials have blamed arson for many of them, and President Abdelmajid had declared three days of national mourning for the victims. A total of 69 fires were burning on Wednesday amid a heat wave sweeping across North Africa. The plains have been fanned by strong winds and tinder dry conditions. So sending, you know, as somebody that lives in California where there's always fires, you know, fire season is coming, girls. Um, girl, it seems like this ain't stopping. It's getting hotter and hotter. And then when we move from Algeria, we go to Europe and Italy. Italy has registered Europe's hottest temperature in on record. The Italian island of Sicily registered the hottest temperature ever recorded in Europe at negative 48.8 Celsius, which is 119.8 degrees Fahrenheit. According to the WMO, the World Meteorological Organization, the current official record in Europe is only 48 Celsius, which is 119, but this time it was 119.8. The latest heat wave in Italy is being caused by an anti-cyclone nicknamed Lucifer that's moving up from Africa into Europe. Anticyclones are Areas of high atmospheric pressure where the air is sinking. Lucifer, which is the, what they named the anticyclone, is forecast to head north across mainland Italy, further raising temperatures in cities, including the capital of Rome. Italy's, Italy's health ministry has issued red alerts for extreme heat in several regions, and the number of cities that face the highest health risk is expected to rise from 8 to 15 by Friday. The Mediterranean heat wave, which has seen some of the country's record their, record their highest temperatures in decades, has led to the spread of wildfires across Italy, Sicily, Calabria, Puglia, and the worst-hit regions. Italian firefighters on Wednesday said they had been involved in more than 300 operations in Sicily and Calabria over the 12-hour period, battling through the night to control blazes burning thousands of acres of land. So it's not just in Africa, it's in Europe. You know, it's getting hotter and hotter, and shit is burning up. Another shit that is burning up, it's in Poland. The parliament passed a controversial media bill. So Poland's parliament has passed a new bill that opponents say is an attempt to silence a TV channel critical of the government. The government says the law is needed to stop hostile foreign powers from taking control of its broadcasters. But critics say it is an attempt to push U.S. company Discovery to sell the country's biggest TV network, which is TVN. 
the law threatens to sour relationships with the U.S., which is a key ally of Poland, and deepen the EU concern over media freedom in Poland. Thousands of demonstrators took to the streets across Poland on Tuesday to express their anger at the proposals. A crowd gathered outside the parliament in Warsaw, and rallies were held in Krakow, Wokław, Poznan, Lublin, and Sasim. Look, I don't know if I said those right, but I bet they can't say Mauricio right. I'm just saying that. Entonces, now that we know what happened in the world, let's go to our next segment. I told you a little tea. I told you a lot of truth. And now, baby, it's time to talk some shit. So I'll see you there, y'all. Welcome back to my favorite segment of the podcast where we talk some shit. And today we're going to start talking some shit about the baby, T-Pain, 50 Cent, and anybody that's saying that we have taken it too far by canceling the baby. The baby does not deserve to be canceled. The baby deserves education. I'm sorry. He's a grown-ass motherfucking man. If he cannot get his shit together and he's in front of the of a camera, of a microphone, he needs to be held accountable just like everybody else. Well, actually, almost everybody else. Because there are some people that still are in front of the masses and don't get held accountable. But we will talk about them a little bit more, okay? Pero the baby, girl, like, all these rappers are coming to its aid. Girl, like, we need to cancel them. I'm I'm sorry. Like, like Megan Thee Stallion said, it is time that the rap community has a conversation about the homophobia that exists within the community. Because, obviously, it's not being talked about. Because I don't understand why rappers like 50, like 50 Cent and T-Pain are out here saying things like, if, if Little Nas X can be himself, then why can the baby be himself? I'm sorry. Last time I checked, the Little Nas X being gay is not fucking hurting anybody. But... Fucking the baby saying homophobic and problematic shit actually puts people's lives in danger. I'm just saying. So shut the fuck up, T-Pain. You have bigger things to worry about, like all your baby mamas, okay? Go take care of them. Another person that should not be a baby mama, because I feel bad for her children, is Margaret Taylor Greene, who has been banned from Twitter for 48 hours, and this is her fourth strike. She gets one more strike, and she gets banned permanently from Twitter because she continues to spew vaccine misinformation to her followers, saying that Dr. Fauci created this virus in a lab in Wuhan. Y sabe que tantas cosas que son mentiras, okay? So, fuck you, Margaret Taylor Green. All these fucking rappers coming for the baby's aid. We were over you. And then, look, I went through a rant on my Instagram today about anti-vaxxers. I don't know where to stop. I don't know where to start, I mean. 
with anti-vaxxers and people that don't believe in science. Like I said before, you would rather believe someone on Facebook that you would believe a scientist. I, I just don't get it. I it does I don't understand why it's so hard for people to see that this is not political. This is about public health. And it just kills me that I continue to see people that I know, people that are in my family, that like continue to be anti-vaxxers y no sé dónde empezar to try and have these conversations with them. Like, I just, I no entiendo. Like, honestly, today I saw somebody that I know that I went to college with who has very openly been an anti-vaxxer and very openly been, like, they believe that, like, the earth is flat or whatever, which is crazy. And... They posted today that they're so proud to announce that they're going to be a school counselor. And I was like, girl, what? Like, ¿qué? Like, you are problematic as, like, you're, you're, like, how are you going to be in front of students? Like, no me cabe en la cabeza how people like this can be in front of students. Like, it just makes no sense to me. Like, how can someone that doesn't believe in science be in front of students continuing to teach our students misinformation, then, then they're going to grow up to be adults that don't know the facts from the facts. Like, I don't get it. Like, por favor, if you are someone that has not gotten vac vaccinated, do your actual research with actual, like, sources. Like, in high school, in college, we are taught what is fact and what is opinion. And it seems to me that a lot of people have been have lost that concept to actually look at the sources, look the sources up, and see if the sources are actual valid facts or if they're just opinion. Baby girl, we were taught that for a reason. And if you weren't taught that, then I'm so sorry that somebody did not teach you to decipher between fact and fiction or fact and opinion. Porque a lot of y'all have been falling into this opinion piece or believing somebody making content on YouTube for your clicks. Yeah, yes, that's through clicking and believing them. I, I, I don't get it. Like, it's really frustrating to me. Entonces, we're going to end up on a good note. On a good note, my final bonus wings are... Marvel has dropped it, has dropped its What If um, series. You see, to me, that's Marvel like I do. I hope you watch the first episode, and I would love to have conversations about future Marvel things that are happening. Chang-Chi is coming out soon. I know we're waiting for Spider-Man and the Multiverse coming out as well. Entonces, if you would love to hear about these things, I would love to have a conversation with y'all about this. And another final bonus wings, baby girl... In Annette's episode, I'ma tell you, porque she has gotten some, you know, some job offers in some very exciting places. Entonces, Diosito, who, which, whoever you are, baby girl, gracias por los blessings. And with that, I'm going to say, I hope y'all have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all. I appreciate you for just spending some time with me, listening to some facts, listening to some tea. But you know, I always leave time to talk some shit. Y con eso, I'm signing out, y'all. Once again, it's It's Just a Top Podcast. I'm your host, Mauricio, and I'm everything I am because the hood loved me. Bye, y'all. Hey, no te
Melody. So you're...